0: Hey, everybody, before we get started today, we have some vital news for Apple Podcast listeners. In case you haven't heard, Apple recently did another update. This update kicked a lot of our followers off the show and paused notifications for new episodes. It even happened to some of our own team members, so you definitely want to check out your settings. To see if this happened to you, open your podcast app, search for the 200% Life, and select the show page. In the top right corner, you may see either a follow button or a pause symbol. Tap either one of those to make sure you are following the show and getting new downloads. This really helps you by making sure new episodes show up in your feed so you never miss an episode. It also makes sure new episodes are downloaded to your phone so you can listen to them when you're not connected to Wi-Fi. It's also really helpful to us. When you follow the show, the algorithm helps us spread the 200% life philosophy to new listeners. This is true for other platforms as well, So while you're at it, whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or another favorite platform, please be sure to hit the follow, subscribe, or like button. This helps us reach new listeners and teach them how to use business as a conduit for their personal growth. And as always, we'd love to hear any questions you'd like us to cover on the show. Maybe it's a situation you're struggling with personally, or a topic you think would be helpful to a friend. You can drop your questions in the Q and A box in the show notes on Spotify. Or you can email us at hello at And don't forget to turn on your notifications to be alerted when we cover them. Hey everybody and welcome to Business Meets Spirituality where we believe in personal growth through business success. Today I am joined by my chief of staff, Hallie Warner. Hallie, how are you today? Life is full.
1: I was gonna say feeling lonely. <laughs> feeling
0: lonely. <laughs> I, uh, I. That's right. People say, "Hey, how you doing right now?" I'm like, "Life is very full."
1: It is. Yeah, that's Life's a better a answer because I keep wanting to say busy, but that's
0: That's yeah. That word. We is, don't like
1: that word, and yes. it doesn't actually fully describe everything that we are doing. Yeah. Life actually, is full right now. It's yes, a great it, response. It is.
0: And I wish I could take all the credit for that. I was actually talking to somebody who is just as busy as, as busy as we are productive as we are. And uh, I was like, man, I know you got tons of play. like how to use life is full. And I go, man, I'm going to use that. Yeah. That's re- great. Yes. Great life is very full, right? Because it just is. And life is being full means that there's challenges. There are successes and Highs, everything lows. else. Exactly. Yeah. All that stuff in between, which kind of really goes with today. Um, I really wanted to jump into the conversation and the topic of leadership is not just can pretty much is lonely at the top and we hear that phrase and one of the interesting things that we've seen in all like public markets private markets real estate non-real estate there is more venture capital partnerships there are more you know IPOs and SPACs, which is a special offering to get into the public markets. Basically, all of these conglomerations, right? There's a lot of mergers and acquisitions happening. More so, I wish I had the stats, but more so in the last couple of years than there's been in like, the previous, like five, right? There's just so much happening right now, uh, in there, and I think one of the things, and we do we're doing a lot of mergers right now, right? And so, I think one of the things that we've seen, and people go, you know, hey, how come you know, what does it look like when you're doing all these mergers? And one of the interesting, yeah,
1: well, I was gonna say, sometimes it's not like a formal merger, it just might be uh, consolidation, consolidation which is a or, merger, yeah, it's just a technical yeah, yeah. merger, is
0: like a more technical, like a public term. word, yes. right? And-
1: consolidation or or more partnerships and yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. And so I think when, when, when you're looking at just like a a partnership, people are saying, you know, how are you, how are you bringing all these people into the organization and how are you partnering with these people? One of the really interesting things, it's not all about money. It's not all about time. Those are all components of this, by the way. They all have to kind of, the financial arrangements have to make sense. The components, the other components of those things have to make sense. What are the really interesting things where people even start to go out to look to merge with somebody, right? If you're looking to say, who who can I go partner with or merge with Um, or, you know, How do I go and become part of Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway? So he acquires me. Um, You know, one of those interesting, the the interesting thing that we're seeing right now is people want to be around um, higher level leadership that forces their growth. And then I think we just in turn call that being lonely, meaning that I think people get to a certain point and there's nobody around them that's actually pushing them and actually having that challenge. It's like, like somebody said to me, they said, well, I can wake up every day and do what I do and make a million dollars a year or whatever that number is. Right. And it's just like on autopilot. Like I'm just, I need something bigger in my life. Right. And that's, that's what I mean by being lonely. So I don't mean like you're lonely, like missing somebody. What I really think they're looking for is they're being, they're lonely because they, they want this leadership team that they can be part of or a leadership group. That's constantly that they're pushed into this new arena to go. Now I got to step up my game.
1: I, I definitely agree. That's part of it. I think there's actually a l- even there are, is a little more to it, I think. Yeah, jump in. Um, well, the first thing I wanted to mention is that when I, whenever I hear that phrase, um, it's a lonely at the top. Um, I want to like slap whoever says it yeah. and be like, oh yeah, poor, poor you. It must, yeah. it must be really, really hard to be super successful and make a lot of money. And I mean, okay. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm downplaying a little bit yeah. or, or playing actually side. playing it up a little bit yeah. um, because I get it. I get it. And I understand, but sometimes from looking from the outside in, you're like, oh yeah, no, you're lonely. You're having a little pity party. So there is that one side to it. However, there is the truth. I think to a lot of it, which is what you said about the growth but I, however, I do think the other piece to it is not just looking for an, um, somebody who can push them and challenge them, but also somebody who understands yes. what they're experiencing and what yeah. they're going through. Particularly, and I think where the loneliness part comes in, and honestly, I see this a lot with executive assistants and chiefs of staff as well, as well as their executive leadership, CEOs and chairmen. There's not a whole lot of people that understand yes. what's actually going on, mm-hmm. what they deal with on a day-to-day basis, um, and it's not from an elitist perspective, it's simply from... A, there's a lot of confidential information that happens. There's a lot of heightened emotion. There's a lot of major decisions that they can't share. And having somebody who both understands that and that they can actually discuss it with becomes really, really important when you're playing at that level.
0: Yeah, the word lonely kind of triggers a lot of people that have never been in those positions. Um, But there's other ways that we can equate this so people can feel this in any position that they're ever have have held in business, Um, which I'll get to an example in a second. But one of the, if you break down the word lonely, right, a lot of that, when an executive says that, what they're basically saying is all like some other people may know it, but I'm the one making all the decisions and it's bearing all of the blunt on me. So if it, if I, make a wrong decision, it's very heavy, right? It's that's very lonely. That's what that's like another term for lonely is like I'm I mean, making this decision and yes. it's very like nobody else is gonna be blamed for this. In fact, and if it's the right one, I probably won't even get much credit for it.
1: Yes. And
0: um But if I do it wrong
1: Yeah. And as much as you often communicate not you specifically but leaders communicate the decision to whoever you know whoever the appropriate yes. party is, there's still a whole bunch of other stuff that went into it that they might not be able to share yes. or can't quite share yet. Um, and so that can be lonely when you're not able to, I, share again, everything. I believe in being very transparent. I think we both do. Yes. However, there is, a, at the end of the day, it's business. And yes. some things you can't be fully transparent yeah, exactly. on um, as much as you want to be. Yeah.
0: Or even even things like if you so have to- So then other people don't understand. So that can be like, you can't you know always share everything when you, know, you are going through a merger. You can't ever share everything if you have to you know, exit an employee of your company. You can't share all the information that goes on about that, right? Actually, a gym near us just closed and I got the email and they, I, and somebody called me that worked there. Um, and they said, I said, well, did you, how long ago did you know? They said, we found out like 25 minutes before the announcement. Mm-hmm. In fact, I didn't see it because it was an email and I read the first one. I was like, wow, they didn't tell me. Then I saw it in my inbox that mm-hmm. it was there. And, when, and they're like, well, that's kind of, they're like, that's pretty shitty. They didn't know. And I said, yeah. And I understand why they did that. And and and, and so that, and actually I walked them through it and they're like, yeah, that makes sense. But it still didn't make them, they were just looking at it from their perspective. Sure. Again, that's why. And then that employee or that uh, individual will then like kind of have this this look against the leader being like well I can't believe you guys would do that that's again another example of it why it's lonely You're, and you kind of hold all these things on there and then one says well you did a bad job in leadership you go yeah I did right like it would just and it doesn't matter if it's yes or no if it's the real yeah. you just well, have to exactly that's, 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 that's part of yeah. the decision making and so I think a lot of these mergers that come in there and they're like wow somebody else that can help share in the financial responsibilities somebody else can help share in the leadership decision making Taking, mm-hmm. Right, somebody else so that I can just walk, have a conversation with. That's why the EA chief of staff role is so important, right? Because sometimes I just come in and bitch to you about things, and I just need to <laughs> get them versa. off. And but the the serious because like sometimes like I can't go home and like have this same conversation because it's not that people around you wouldn't care or listen, they just don't know. And it's yeah. not that's not a negative to anything. And they it might,
1: just it would take you. I'm sorry, yes. I'm sorry. Like this is I'm just feel really passionate about this whole topic. I have same thing because I'm thinking about my husband yeah. and he wants to listen and support. And I'm like, I'd literally have to fill you in on like three years of information before you even understood what I was even talking about.
0: That's Um, exactly right. And it's just not worth it. Yeah. Or even like friends, like you can't like, and you start telling them, they're like, what? and they're just not, they're not in that industry or they're not in that leadership level, whatever that is. And so it becomes, that's why the whole saying is sometimes you have to get on a plane to see your friends because you're what you're really looking for. It's not like you're an elitist and not like you're saying you're not friends with people. You're looking for people who understand so you don't have to spend four hours describing a situation as to why it came up with that, they just get it. Yeah. And so that's why people always look to people that have gone through it ahead of time to say, hey, I know what, you, I know what you've gone through. And, 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 and if you're listening to this and, and a lot of our audience are in business, so they can understand that, but if, if you have ever like even raised kids, right? Like if you haven't raised a kid before, you don't really know, and then after you've raised them, you go, oh, let me tell you about it. And you go, I know you know what it's like not having sleepless nights or having your kids. And you go, yeah, I get it. And you can relate to it. It's just mm-hmm. a much easier conversation when you can relate to what's happening in there. And so that's what makes it very lonely, right? Is that when you get at the, when you're at the highest level in your organization or one of the highest levels in your in your organization, there's privacy, there's in, employee, um, uh, challenges that can happen. There are, uh, financial consequences. There are, I think actually, one of the things that you can, by the way, as a, as a, as a tip financially, if you're in a business and it's not just you, meaning that you have other people, one of the first things that I think you need to do, and we've experienced this with people in Project U and I've got them to uh, release their books, meaning that a lot of people in small businesses are so afraid and so guarded and they keep their books like, I don't want anybody to know. Right, mm-hmm. one way or another, I don't want anybody to know I'm making money. I don't want anybody to know I'm losing money. <laughs> and it's like you, you do like, but if I'm, if I'm losing money, they're gonna they're gonna leave, and I think I have any money to pay anything. And if I'm making too much money, they're gonna think I'm not paying them enough. So they have these stories that they create. One of the best ways to free yourself from the financial tip of that is to actually have a couple people in your organization who are now doing the books. And that it's well, it's, 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 op- it's not it doesn't mean you have to be opening your books to everybody.
1: Sure, just do a couple trust. But
0: just a couple people in yeah. your organization who are now handling your money.
1: Or if you're that. Af- afraid of it. Just use a third party. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be an employee. Well,
0: the, the and a lot of people probably do. They have like a, yeah, like, like a bookkeeper. bookkeeper come in, but yeah. they're not providing insight. They don't really care. They're looking at the numbers. They're preparing it for you. They're doing their job. I okay, mean, okay. like the decision making, like people, sure. and that's why when you have people in the organization, you're like, you know how, wow, we're not making money this month. And then you're like, okay, what are we going to do? It's not like you're going to sit down with your bookkeeper and say, I'm not making money this month. What are we going to do? Right. So when you're sitting down with somebody that's a key member, operational person, and you're having that conversation with them, you're going, you know, Hey, what can we do? And then they're going, Hey, we're having a tough month this month. I don't want to spend money. Mm -hmm. And I really learned this early on. I probably wouldn't have done this, but when I, when I bought a Keller Williams franchise and started one and you know, 12 years ago, everything was open books. And so it it, it was like, even then though, I'm like, I don't want people to know. I want people to know this. I want people to know this. And then everyone would know it. And that's everybody publicly, right? Yes. yes. And so that's, but the freedom that comes from that. So that's just a, a real good hack for people. If they're in a business, you should start sharing your financials with one or two key people. In fact, when I say sharing, somebody else should be doing it and then providing it to you and then having an interaction about like, how many times do you see all our P&Ls for every company? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this company is doing really well. This company is not making money this month. Mm-hmm. Or we have a cash flow challenge over here. How are we going to solve this? So that everyone's aware it's just the awareness. And, if, and the thing is, if you stop thinking that money is you, right, that's part of the first step and realizing it's just a tool that helps run your life, then you won't be so attached to it. And I think that detachment from money will, will give you the ability. So you can you can kind of raise your hand and say, hey, we're having great money. How do we invest this? Mm-hmm. Or how do I just take some money off the table? Whatever the whatever it is. Right. And if you're if you're mediocre, right, that month, you go, what What changes can we make? Do we have too much personnel, right? Do we have, um, do we have a, a sales problem? What is it? And so, you just you have more awareness into the organization, so it's not all on you.
1: Well, I was going to also say that, mo- um, generally speaking, the the individuals who are closer to the actual day to day operations, anyway, are going to know which expenses to totally. can cut. Yes, Which exactly. things are really giving you the team the best um, return. Yes. And be able to adjust accordingly.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, um, we kind of wanted to, to just bring up this conversation for people who think, you know, leadership is lonely. And also like we, we've had individuals saying, Hey, there's so much murders, mergers going on. Like why? And I think that has a lot to do with it. And I know I started saying in the beginning of this is one of our, the, the things that we see with people really coming into it is that they are, they use the word I'm lonely. I want, like bigger opportunity. And then when you actually break those two words down, they're actually saying the same thing. Like I want bigger opportunity. What they're really saying is yeah, sure. Financial opportunity comes from that. Um, But really what it's, what it is is that I want bigger opportunity. I want to be around something that forces me to grow like it's almost, it's almost like the the organization's so big that it's pushing and if you're not being pushed with it meaning that you're going to grow then you're just not going to succeed well, and, and i think and oh, they don't want
1: to do it alone and they don't want to do it alone i mean i feel like that's a big piece of that's it too. that's
0: exactly right they don't, they're there's you know what they've got their point their organization to a certain point and they're like it's here i don't want to do this alone anymore yeah. and a lot of them go like i think i can do it like but it would take me five to seven years and i don't want to do it by myself right. i'm and sick of doing everything by myself that's what we just we just hear
1: yes because leadership is there's a lot of pressure yeah there I mean there's the negative sense of, right there it's a burden sometimes
0: mm-hmm.
1: yet it's a huge um, responsibility and mm-hmm. that's all the you know the exciting parts of leadership but it sometimes can be a burden and it can there can be a lot of pressure in it and why not share that with somebody else who actually gets it and understands and can help you
0: that's exactly work right. through it and keep growing. That's-
1: and I will also say that a lot of these uh, mergers or partnerships that we've been seeing it's not I think sometimes people think they do it because they might not be succeeding. And so they need to yeah. partner with somebody else. But to this whole point of the leadership is lonely. It's actually not the case at all. Exactly. These are other successful businesses um, who are choosing to partner for the very reasons that we are just talking about, not because they're looking for someone to save them yeah. in their business, but really because they're looking for that next growth, that next opportunity, and really somebody to uh, run alongside with and, and, and not be alone.
0: Yeah. We had that comment from somebody that said, well, you know, people that are just joining this kind of in one of our organizations, we're also doing it and, and, you know, acquiring people, different things in construction, different stuff as well too. But in, in the brokerage side of real estate, it's interesting when you were, you know, merging and partnering with a team, we, there was this comment it's like, oh, these teams are just, they're high related salespeople and they're not really doing well. So they need everyone to come in there and kind of fix the team around. And I go back to him, I said, actually the partners that we have are some of the brightest minds in real estate. In fact, they have some of the most successful companies in real estate. What they really. and that's what made them successful as they got there. And what's, what they're realizing is that I can get to where I want to go faster with a larger organization. Mm -hmm. That's why you emerge anyways. Right. And that's one of the really cool things about this. And so I think part of that, um, and that's what we hear from them. is like, Hey, I just want more opportunity. I want to be challenged. I want to be around a leadership team because a lot of people, they are the leadership team. They may have some employees, three or four employees, but they're not, and those employees are awesome operators, but they're not the same level of leadership that Mm -hmm. they want to be associated around with.
1: Well, and it just made me think too, that, um, that again, they're successful. Let's just, you know, right. Financially. So let's just use that for an example. They're successful financially, which actually creates often creates a lot of complexity in their personal life, which again, not everybody actually understands. They're starting to talk about things like, um, tax credits and setting up trusts and, all of these things that, again, they it would be great to have somebody who understood mm-hmm. and could ha- or, or the, the um, burden it's putting on their relationship or maybe not having the same goals anymore as their partner. And again, those are all the things that make leadership lonely. Yes,
0: that's exactly and right. And
1: when they can come together with other leaders like we talk about, it helps.
0: Yeah the other side of leadership is lonely is that they're missing models. Um, and I think that's one of the other reasons that, uh, people go like, Hey, I can do it, but I'd have to go out and build and learn all this new thing. And really that's not my strength. And so if I partner with somebody or kind of merge with somebody, they already have the employees or the divisions built out that I don't have to go built out because that's not really my expertise, like HR, like, you Mm -hmm. know, like, right. Like how to, you know, how to, you know, it, even like a lot of business owners aren't really good at hiring people. They're just not right. Um, and what's interesting about that is they then they, when they hire them, they don't really know how to train them necessarily to the same degree. So there's, there's always kind of things, but if you have an department that's like, you know, that's, that's hiring and training certain employees, certain operational people, certain sales people, they can plug into that. Mm-hmm. They can then go just into their strength zone. Right. And yes. they can, they can really take off from there. Yep. So, um, to kind of recap this, it's, leadership is lonely is a common phrase people hear in business. And I think there is this from a lot of people that Hallie said earlier, they raise their hand and say, well, oh, poor, you it must be so nice.
1: Yeah. I think a lo- because of the phrase lonely at the top. Yeah. Like there's a built in. Yes. yes. I don't even know what the right word is, but it's almost like you're just asking for somebody to
0: yeah. s-
1: say something negative about it.
0: And you know, it's, it's fascinating. I think there's, in we're having this conversation. Like why is there so much mergers in general happening right now in this? I think it's not because people, somebody threw out the phrase, like, well, they don't like their life. And I said, it's not that I don't think they, they don't like their life. I think they, is the better word is that they have an awakening.
1: Mm.
0: And I don't mean like a spiritual awakening, they have an awakening and they see that there's other opportunities, there's yes. other options for the first time. And so when people wake up and they say, well, there's this, uh, there's an awakening, like, Hey, I can go do what I love to do, make really good money and more money and be part of all this. Well, why wouldn't I do that? Sure. Yeah. And as that starts to take more shape just in general with, with, with these things, then they, they say, well, I didn't, I I knew that I was lonely, but I didn't know there was another option. Now there's another option, so it's like they wake up and go, there's this awakening Mm -hmm. that maybe I don't need to be as lonely in my organization, and maybe I can actually go partner with somebody that's going to allow us to just go out there and strengthen what we have and, um, so I don't have to blunt or take the blunt of all of this on my shoulders and we can actually rely on an entire leadership team in a larger organization. Cause that's really what it is. you get into the like big publicly traded companies, right? Or even privately traded company or privately companies. They have a whole built out leadership team. So everyone in that leadership team, so you can go in there now, everyone's under the same confidentiality, but there's six people in the room having the conversation. Right. And so we're but in smaller organizations. That's why mergers consolidations are happening In yeah. small organizations. It's pretty much just you.
1: It's just the one person. Yeah, exactly. You may have like five, 10 employees,
0: yeah. right. But it's really just you. And then we hear this from so many small business owners who are like, I'm just keeping so many secrets. I feel like I'm keeping so many secrets from my team. Not, not secrets that are like detrimental to the organization, but they're just trying to hide everything mm-hmm. instead of like now all of a sudden when I can, when I, when you know, that's, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a process to leading to loneliness because when you're hiding things, you become lonely. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I said, if there's anything you can take away from this is maybe the first thing you do is you go out there and start sharing more freely your financials, like to a couple people, you maybe start being a little bit more vulnerable in your conversations. Just test the waters. You don't, you know, if you feel f- afraid of something, you don't have to go out and tell everybody that you think everyone's going to walk out on you or whatever that is. But maybe you say, Hey, you know, how are we doing? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, how's my leadership? Like start getting real feedback. And the first step to kind of doing this is just being aware that being lonely, right? We talk about in fraud or imposter syndrome, being lonely is a syndrome too. And so if you're feeling that way, these are some things that you can do to kind of step yourself out of it. Number one is, does a merger or a partnership make sense for you, right? If it doesn't, then who do I need to get around me so I don't have to start feeling it? It's not, you don't need to wake up every day and say, I have to hold the whole world together, right? You need to wake up and say, how do I, how do I wake up and worry about other people Not worrying not the right word, but like, how do I focus on other people so they succeed? And we have an arrangements made so that when they succeed, I succeed, right? When our organization succeeds, you succeed financially too, and they succeed. But how do I bring that level of conversation to, um, uh, to a more candid place that you having these more openly for conversations, like what about just walking into your closest employee and say, so now I, I actually feel lonely or like I'm feeling like I'm taking all the decisions and I would like, and I know that it's on me because most of the time it is on you because mm-hmm. you're not sharing things. That's why I'm saying. So then you go, so like, what can I, what can I start sharing with you guys? I would start giving you some comfort to seeing inside the organization as well too. Mm-hmm. And I think if you do that, you'll start to see a path um, and you'll start to feel a little less like you're taking everything um, for yourself. And that way it'll allow you to actually go out there and work in your strength zone when somebody else is handling all those things. And you're not going to feel nearly the pressure um, to hold the entire world together on your shoulders. So anyways, um, you know, so you don't have to take the full burden on it. That's why, you know, we've been in this relationship for the EA chief of staff role and supporting this worldwide for years now. Mm -hmm. And I think this also goes to the importance of sharing this with.
1: Well, I just... Yeah, with your chief of staff or your strategic business partner, yes. whoever that person is in your organization, um, I always teach them to make sure that they're getting a clear understanding of their leader's decision-making processes and their um, and their thought processes. Really learning how they think, really understanding how they make decisions, because as your their strategic partner, you can then begin to share the burden of that, um, take a lot of those decisions off their plate, prepare better for the, for the times when you do need to make those decisions or really just share in that, um, responsibility more. So, um, it, it, for me, it's just critical that you're in alignment with your leader on that.
0: Yeah. I love that. So what would be the first step for people to do? We kind of gave some steps, right. In terms of for leaders to start sharing, Yes. For leaders to start sharing their financials, (laughs) start sharing their decisions, start sharing their vulnerabilities. That starts to break away that loneliness kind of iceberg. So one step at a time. So what would be something that you would say to a chief of staff or an EA?
1: Ask questions. Okay, perfect.
0: Yes. And you do, and you do a great job asking questions. And if you listen to the leader and somebody listens to this too, and they ask you questions, don't be pissed at them.
1: Yeah. Because you're asking, because you're not just asking a question to get the answer. You're actually, and just make sure you're asking the question correctly. You're actually asking the question so that you understand the thought process and the the decision-making process that went into that end result. And then oftentimes debriefing that so that you can learn from it in the future.
0: Yeah. Love that. Awesome. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Business Meets Spirituality. I want to let you know that this October, I'll be teaching our career visioning course to help you hire the best people for growing and scaling your business. Career visioning provides proven hiring systems to ensure that the best and the brightest candidates join your team and take your business to the next level. I will take you through what I've learned about hiring through growing my own businesses, how to use behavior assessments to match talent to opportunities, master a comprehensive interview process that reduces the guesswork on evaluating talent, how to set up your new hires for success, and much, much more. The virtual course costs $99, which includes course materials and two weeks of access to the live recording after the course is complete. Join me and Hallie October 6th and 7th. There are limited tickets available, so be sure to register as soon as possible. To sign up, go to adamhergenrother.com forward slash events.